Well, our New Testament reading this morning is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 to 40. Hear now the word of the Lord. After he, Jesus, had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. We had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sent Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Now this past week, I, I was among palms of a different sort. Uh, palm trees, to be more specific. But just try uh, for a moment to imagine yourselves in the place of those who were in the crowd, what it must have been like to see Jesus riding into Jerusalem. The hot sun beating down on you and the roaring cheers of the crowd ringing through your ears. People were so enthused about Jesus coming to be with them that they took palm branches and some even their cloaks and laid it at the foot of the colt that was carrying Jesus as a sign of respect and honor. We'll get back to that iconic scene, but I want us to first take a step back and place ourselves in the previous scene, the one where Jesus goes and tells his disciples to get a colt that has not been ridden before. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that if I saw someone uh, taking my colt and they told me that they were disciples of Jesus Christ, I would still think that they were still trying to steal my colt. But we hear Jesus's words this morning. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. Now, there are some who will say that Jesus had made previous arrangements, and there will be others who argue that it was divine foresight. Either way, I do know this, that people were used to others in high places commandeering things that didn't belong to them, whether it was the Romans or the kings of old or other foreign powers, the notion of fill-in-the-blank needs it was not a foreign idea. But imagine if it was us who was in the place of the owner of the cult, and we heard someone telling us the Lord needs it. How might we then respond? 
A while ago, I was leading a confirmation retreat uh, for youth and their mentors who were with them. And besides leading group sessions uh, for the young people, I also led several small groups for the adults who had come with them. Now, I don't, well, I, I like to think that I don't pick favorites, but in this case, there was an older man named Denny who broke my favorites rule. Uh, you see, during a conversation about how the church can be a better neighbor uh, to those in the community, Denny quickly chimed in. Denny said, you know, I'm really tired of some of the things my church does. All they do is complain and debate about how the church should be decorated. They're concerned about flowers and other things, but they don't seem to focus much on the people who live around us. When I walk outside a church on Sunday morning, I see that there is so much more that we could and should be doing. Yet all people ever seem to talk about is how do we make the old things seem like something new. I'll admit that I took some liberty in editing of what uh, Denny said, uh, mostly because we're in a church on Sunday morning, and there are some children here still, so. But the sentiment is still the same. It asks the important questions, are you, are we together willing to give God the things that are needed to fuel the ministries we participate in? Answering the call of God is not something that is easy, especially if it takes us outside of our comfort zone. It can be an experience that is disorienting when we set aside our previous ways of doing things in order to try out something that is new. It's hard for those who had gathered uh, to wave the palm branches in Jerusalem. It was hard for them, and it's something that is still hard for us in the here and now, even with our ability to look back in time. And that is the key thing about our faith, about the claim that Jesus has on our lives, a claim that connects us all together. It is the thing that we all struggle with in terms of understanding our own faith, in terms of what it means to give service to God, to give service to one another. There will be moments when that call is crystal clear, and there will be moments when we welcome Christ into our midst, not knowing what Christ asks of us. The person from whom Jesus took the colt knew at that time what the Lord had required of them. But for the people in the streets waving their palms, welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem, I doubt that they fully understood what Jesus was asking of them. When we welcome the Messiah, this King of Kings, we welcome in the unknown, which can be quite a frightening thing. This unknown factor, this fear of where Jesus will lead us, is not something new or strange. It's a tale that's been told over and over again, and it's been repeated throughout history. If we were to follow the crowd and their praise of Jesus, would we too then embrace that challenge that Jesus gives to us? That challenge to grow as individuals and to grow as a community? I imagine that if Jesus came to be with us right here on Sunday morning and were to say the Lord needs again, fill in the blank, we might be a little hesitant. And to be honest, that's okay. Because we and God know that life isn't easy. We want to answer the call of God, but that can be hard. That can be hard when you're laying in bed late at night thinking about the troubles of the world. It feels like the last thing you want to worry about when is, is the mission of Jesus Christ. 
on some of those late nights. I mean, if we're real, there are bills that have to be paid. There are loved ones who are sick or dying, stress about employment, struggles with addiction, and relationships that are either fracturing or just starting anew. And at the end of the day, when we are most vulnerable, it isn't too hard to wonder, how in the world am I supposed to add one more thing? Discipleship? Stewardship? Fellowship? Jesus can't possibly expect me to do it all. Jesus asks if we will follow him on a path that he has laid out for us. If we are really willing to place our palm branches and cloaks in front of Jesus, are we willing to also then lay down the things that aren't beneficial as well? Are we willing to lay down old grudges? Are we willing to lay down old hurts and even our pride at the feet of Jesus? Will we surrender our hostile attitudes for one another in order to recognize not Caesar's reign, but the reign of Christ? The palm branches that we carry are much more than a sign of our praise and our affection of God. They're also a sign of our own humanity, our purpose, and our desire to follow Christ who continually surprises us and challenges us to grow. If we allow ourselves on the opportunity to see this world from a new perspective. I'm not sure how many people would have been left in that crowd if they knew what Jesus was really asking of them. I'm not sure how many of us would still be left if we could look ahead to see where Jesus was leading us. Because our face asks us to do more than just think. And we do have a tendency to do a lot of thinking. And it's not just us Presbyterians, it's, it's everyone else as well. Which isn't inherently a bad thing. But maybe there is a time when we need to pursue change. Time for action, a time to put those years of thinking about our faith into a way of living. That way we can become the better community of faith God calls us to be. We can become the better neighbor and we can become better stewards of this great and beautifully created world and caretakers of one another. Perhaps then we will be able to lay down not only our palms, but we will also be able to lay down our pride and our stubbornness as well. Bringing Denny back into the mix, I want to say that Denny had a point that I think we all need to remember this Palm Sunday. And that point is that we aren't always going to get things right. When we hear the voice of the Lord saying, the Lord needs it, we may think that that voice is telling us that we need to make sure that there are flowers in the sanctuary and that we need to make sure that all things are done neat and in proper order, all while missing the mark. Truth be told, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that kind of messiness. I'm sure that there are some of you who aren't comfortable with that kind of chaos, but I find assurance in the hope that in our trying to answer the call of God, we are doing something rather than nothing at all. Because if we're too afraid, because if, because if we find that we're too afraid to do anything, then we might have missed out on a wonderful opportunity that leads to something new. Looking ahead, I'm excited to see where God is calling us to go as a community of faith and how together we might answer the call of God who is in need of our gifts and of our talents 
It's my prayer that together we'll explore new avenues of service, new ways of experiencing God together, and new ways of becoming an innovative community of faith that utilizes its love for one another to cast a net of love and welcome to those who are in this community and those who surround us as well. I'm excited, and I hope that you're excited as well, because as we welcome the Lord on this day, and this day of celebration, may we remember that we wave our palm branches doing so together as a community, as a family that cries together, that laughs together, and worships together. As we go into this holy week, let us continue to wave our palm branches and follow Christ, being honest and open with God and with one another. And when we find ourselves asking the question of why do we follow Jesus and why do we do the things that we do, let us remember that the welcoming of Jesus into Jerusalem was not done by a single person, but by a crowd who came from all different walks of life. Instead of leaving them on the ground, why don't we pick up our palm branches and our cloaks and continue to follow Jesus, who leads us on in a forward march that asks us to leave behind the things that create division, the things that cause harm instead of healing, and silences those sparks of life instead of nurturing it. So when the time comes and when you hear the voice of the Lord saying, the Lord needs it, how will you respond? And are you, are we willing to invest the energy and effort needed to be faithful to that calling? I don't have the answer. There's no silver bullet, so I can't say what lies ahead or what is even around the corner. But that's why we do this thing called faith together. That's why we do this thing called church together. That's why as a community of faith, we wave palm branches. It's why we come together to offer our praise to God. It's why we come together with one another as people who are created in the image of God. As we remember these things, as we enter into this Holy Week, remembering the trials and the pains that Jesus suffered, let us do so carrying one another in our hearts, that as we look forward to where Christ is leading us next, we may do so with joy and exuberance. Amen. In honor.